end of World War II, an elite U.S. commando team was placed in cryogenic suspension as an emergency contingency plan. The horrific release of Vanguard on an unsuspecting population prompted their revival. These four MMO experts, modified by super science, have dedicated themselves to providing insightful, humorous commentary in the hopes of preventing future catastrophes of the Vanguard magnitude. If you're playing or making a crappy MMO, and if you can find them on iTunes, you can listen to the M Team. Also known as Channel This is episode 157 of Channel Massive. I'm Noah, and in this podcast, you're not getting who you normally get. Joining me is Eric. (laughs) And that's it. There's no Mark. There's no Jason, because they're superfluous for this episode. Don't press press the stop button. (laughs) Don't press the stop button. Or as Mark would say, go ahead. Press it, unsubscribe, <laughs> never listen to us again. <laughs> Mark's actually still in the midst of relocating. Too many Channel Massive stalkers have been tracking him down, and he had to move to another location. Uh, and Jason's wife is having a girl's night out, and so Jason's in babysitting. Uh, he's in a babysitting quest. <laughs> so you have Eric and I. Instead, we had an option last week. We actually didn't record anything at all. Uh, as of the as of today, when we're recording, we still have four. <laughs> I hate saying this. We have four episodes. Wait, no, no, no. We three episodes left to edit and post from December through January. Jeez. So we're kind of like almost a month behind. <laughs> but dear listeners, do note. That with the exception of last week, we have religiously still recorded. So (laughs) my hope is that you're hearing this episode not too late after it was actually recorded. Today is, it's, it's, well, it's after midnight for both me and Eric. So it's the 21st of January. Yeah. Or there's just a, there's just a pile of dead podcasts behind this one (laughs) and we just shoved it to the front. Yeah, potentially. Well, no, our website won't allow that. This will have to go consecutively since it is 157. (laughs) And to give you a special show, since you have two special hosts, Eric is all about DC Universe Online. He's been dying to talk at length about it on Channel Massive. And hello, it's an MMO, so we should talk about it. Yes. And Eric generously shared a buddy code with me, so... The reason we're starting to record so late in the evening is we spent maybe two or three hours playing DC Fighting Universe. Fighting the forces Online. of evil. Playing. Yeah. You don't play that game. You don't play and... that game. <laughs> Fight the forces of evil. We yeah, that's a good way of putting of it. Yep. We did. Yeah, because we, sh- yeah, we were heroes. In the face. Yep, shot yes. people in the face with swords. Shot people in the face with, what did you have? Plants. Two swords. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and that too. And the Freddy Krueger Co- claws. Yeah, the Freddy Krueger claws. We shoot people in the face with Freddy Kruger claws. Very important to know. <laughs> and then we spent about 20 minutes fighting the forces of Skype, which are very evil as well. 
crashing our computers. This was almost the episode that did not get recorded, and technically we should not be recording it considering how late it is for Eric. And that's definitely past my my bedtime. (laughs) It could be later. It will be later. But Eric, as you might have detected, listeners, has endless, boundless energy. So ha ha! I stab myself. I'm bleeding out my life's blood. You do one of those shots to the heart, the hypodermic needle thing. Like Man, I should have done that instead of stabbing myself. That <laughs> <laughs> was a better idea. So before we get into our DC Universe Online impressions, Eric, you've already put in over 50 hours, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I This month alone, 53 hours. It's fantastic. Now, some of it's beta because the game just launched last week, right? Yep, yep, yep. Some of it is, but most of that's most of that is is live gameplay. Ooh, and I of course have not two hours. <laughs> Yay! So we're going to be talking about that before we get into that, though. You know what's interesting, Eric? I can't I can't help myself tangenting. Last week, or or the last episode we recorded was all League of Legends, and this week it'll be all DC Universe Online. Fantastic! We got we got little issues coming on. Like do wow. yeah, that's cool. Next yeah. week's going to be. Hello Kitty Online. <laughs> Stay tuned. But, okay, so before we get into that, we will be talking about what we've been playing. We're not even going to bother getting into news because, let's face it, we don't know when you're going to listen to this show. <laughs> no, news will just date it. So, yeah, even though you already know exactly when we've recorded the show, we're going to pretend like you don't know that anymore. And we're going to tell you what we're playing, and then we're going to get into our DC Universe Online segment. We, we really hope that you like this episode, and we can't wait to hear what your thoughts and reactions are to our impressions. And maybe you just have a general statement of, I hate DC Universe Online, or I love it, and I'm never going to play it, or I am going to play it, or I tried it and I don't like it. Send all of that type of stuff into mail. M-A-I-O. At channelmassive.com. We love getting your feedback. I do. I really like it. I really, really like it, guys. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. And we will put that into the next show. Thanks again for listening to us, and follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash channelmassive, and now we will get into the show. This episode of Channel Massive is sponsored by UGT Servers. When you order Ventrilo hosting from UGT, you get all of the powerful administration features hardcore gamers want, and the ease of use that newbie gamers need. With 24-hour tech support... 13 locations worldwide, and a 15-day money-back guarantee, you'd be crazy not to check them out. Head to UGT-Servers.com for all of your Ventrilo hosting needs. This is it. This is what I found. We just realized that we have a, an email as well, and it would be a great disservice to not include that email. So after we tell you about what we've been playing... We're going to have a mailbag section, so yeah, bonus it's a content. Very relevant one. Very relevant yeah, one. Yeah, it's totally, it's totally contextual, relevant, whatever, to this episode's theme. So we're going to get into that. But first, let's hear what Eric's been playing. Okay, so I've been playing a few things. Mostly DC Universe Online, but I was able to fit in a couple other things. Nice. Um, uh, so Ghost Trick just came out. It's a DS game. And I'm having a blast with that. I've put about two hours into it. And it's um, if anyone's played uh, from Capcom, what is it, the Phoenix Wright series? Where you're the Attorney a, Games. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Okay, everyone knows. 
that you know um, Noah's a, an avid fan of that series. Well, that series um, has kind of like a puzzle element to it when you're figuring out clues and everything. Um, this pretty much is that boiled down. Um, it, it gets your mind working the same way where you are a person who has died and you have one evening to figure out who killed you, right? And you can also save other people's lives by by uh, animating inanimate objects and doing things to them. Um, it's a very timing-based game um, where you pretty much, like, say, unfold an umbrella that will float down and just, you know, at the right time you have to jump into something else and, and get it moving and stuff like that. Um, great art design, beautiful game, uh, really funny dialogue. It's it's just... It's a, really a fan- funny. Yeah, yeah fantastic DS game. If you buy only one DS game this year, it's gonna. It should be that one. It's it's fantastic. Um, on the uh, Xbox 360, I got a game called Ilo Milo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's it's the music by itself. It's holy, great. holy crap! Yeah, the music. It, it has one of the best achievements that I've ever seen. Uh, when you, I I don't want to spoil it or anything, but there's at the main menu. There's a there's a music based achievement. That's uh, well, pretty much you. You every time you move the control stick, a tone plays, and if you play it to the same tone as the music happening uh, on the main menu screen, you get an achievement. And I heard about that achievement and tried it out, and it's just it's one of the best achievements that you could ever have in a 360 game. Uh, it's a super cute puzzle-based game. Um, Check it out. Check out the demo if you if you have a 360. It's really yeah. It's it's really gravity bending and. Because you basically have two characters, and they are standing on these blocks that are suspended in space. But the thing is, is that there's they have Spider-Man-like gravity where they can yeah. stick to any side of the blocks, regardless of what direction that is. And you basically have to find a way to get those two characters to be oriented in the same gravity and, yeah, and meet in the middle somewhere. Yeah, they have to meet each other somehow. And, yeah, it's got a really weird... Um, European aesthetic and 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 uh, and storyline. So even though it's a real cheerful and silly game, the art design is kind of slightly disturbing, and the story is slightly sad. You know, it's like so Little it's, Big Planet is kind of what it reminds me of. Yeah, yeah, it's got a very um, so, crafty feel to it. Yeah, and then, like I said, you guys, you can go and search it, search Ilo Milo songs, and they actually have a few fr- songs for free that you can download. Fantastic. Um, and then, of course, I played one match of League of Legends. Noah. Uh, no. You, yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. Why? Why? <laughs> Sona. I heard about her her majesty, her oh, her yeah. supporting amazingness, and I, I bought her and loved it. I'm surprised it was, you didn't play so you could get Nidali's new Egyptian. I wanted to, but it makes me feel so bad that I just played one character. I wanted to figure <laughs> out if I wanted to get another support character and see if yeah. is is it just that I only like support? And yes, it's just that I only like support. Everything else, I don't give a crap about. I don't have fun tanking or or uh, what is it? Assassination crap. I don't care. I like healing people and occasionally um, spamming like uh, a harassment on them, like you know. Yeah, that's all you like to do. So, anyway, that's what someone is like. Yeah, yeah. So I had fun doing that. What did you do? Unfortunately, you may have noticed I haven't mentioned League of Legends 
very much in previous episodes because I really haven't played it since before Christmas, which at this point it's now almost been a month. Ugh. And the thing is that's sad is I'm still totally engaged with the game because I keep going to the website and checking out what skins are going on sale. I I lurk through the forums. I'm reading all the patch notes that are being released and mm-hmm. reading all the complaints and issues and stuff that's being brought up by the gamers and, and what they like and stuff like that. And it's, just, it's like I'm still a part of it, but I'm not playing. And it's because I haven't had time. I've just had so much going on. But that said... I have gotten a little bit of game time in. Well, actually a big chunk. I have gone through the single-player campaign a second time of Resident Evil 5 and then playing a bunch of mercenaries, (laughs) which is really weird because that's like a two-year-old game. (laughs) So is this in preparation for something? No. No? No. um, I have a friend who's just obsessed with that game, and he's like, Uh... like, but we could play... Kirby's Epic Yarn, or we could play Enslaved, or Assassin's Creed Brotherhood. So many games that have come out in the last three months. But Resident Evil 5 is one of his all-time favorite games, so I'm like, all right, we can play that. Gotcha. And I never really liked Mercenaries. Mercenaries is a bonus game mode that opens up in Resident Evil 4 and Resident Evil 5 after you beat those games. So after you uh-huh. get to the single player. And it's basically an arcade mode where you get stuck, you get placed in a, in a level... Most of the time, the level is it's it's taken from the single player game, except it's walled off. So you're in this walled off little area, and you're given two minutes to kill as many zombies as you can. And hidden all throughout the level, always in the same place, are time extension things that you can smash. So you can add sixty to ninety seconds, also thirty seconds onto your time. So the objective is to find all those so you're stuck there as long as possible and then you just get swarmed and swarmed and swarmed by zombies and you you try there's 150 total that can show up if you stay there the whole the full time and the objective is to kill as many of those as possible and get as high enough combo score as possible before time runs out and you have to survive until the time runs out at which point the a helicopter apparently comes and picks you up but you only hear that via audio you don't actually see it happening and that's all the game is it's just a really Simple arcade experience, and what's cool about the Resident Evil 5 version is that it's co-op, of course. Yeah. And so I used to not like it because I wasn't very good at it, and it's it requires more Twitch reactions than Resident Evil single-player campaigns require. Mm-hmm. And then you, you add on to that that it also has limited ammunition, so you have to hunt down where's the ammunition, or you have to kill zombies and hope that they drop ammunition for whatever gun you're carrying and it's just it was just stressful, but the thing is, I think after all my time with League of Legends and playing competitive, score-based, you know, intense experiences like that, whether it's co-op, even though it's it's P- PvP essentially, something about I think all those months I've spent in League of Legends made me like, wow, this is kind of cool. Once I finally remembered how to play the game, Resident Evil Five, I'm like, oh yeah, I can actually be good at this. So we've played a lot of that, and it's gotten me even more excited for the Mercenaries game that's coming out on 3DS, which surprised me because there's two Resident Evil games coming up. Mercenaries and then like a true sequel side story thing like Code Veronica. It's called Resident Evil Revelations. Yeah, that's what I'm excited about. I was originally more excited about that, but now it's like I'm equally interested in Mercenaries because I've had so much fun playing Mm -hmm. it. So that's unfortunately all that I've been playing. I've also been playing 
Nope, that's really that's all that I've been playing this last week. So that's all I have to say. Yeah, yeah but, and that's why that's why I asked to see if like you were preparing for something because I knew that they had that Mercenaries version on 3DS. So I was like, oh, that's yeah, why he's playing it. That's why he's playing it. But I'm still not even sure I'm getting a 3DS at launch, and we don't even know when most of the games are releasing. There's no release dates attached to any of the games except for Pilot Wings, Steel Diver. Nintendogs, and Super Street Fighter 4, which are definitely confirmed as uh, launch day games. But. No thanks no thanks on all of those for me, though, is all I can say quickly, because, I mean, if I'm going to get a fighting game, it's probably going to be Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Yeah. So that I comes out very soon. Yeah, that's, that's March, so why would I get the 3DS? I mean, the 3DS, like, I really want it, but I can but hold off until... Yeah, I can hold off until they get an amazing RPG on there. Yeah. If that, that would well, there's supposed me. to be Shin Megami Tensei uh, Devil Survivor overclocked. And the, I would I would get it like a mother. And you know what? I'd be I'd be stupid enough to get freaking uh, Ocarina of Time, even though I have four different iterate no three different iterations of it right now. Like I can look over and see them. I will buy that thing again. But yeah, I guess that's that's it for us. There is one addition. There is one thing, other thing that I have played, of course, that's DC Universe Online. Thanks to Eric, I played that tonight. But rather than us talk about that during the segment, we're going to say that for two segments away. But first, we've got some mailbag to get into. Mailbag. Let's go. And now it's time for... We have an email in response to episode 152, Musket Polish. Thank you very much to Ian writing in to us. Ian says, hi, I was listening to the most recent podcast, and I agree. Bejeweled sucks balls. I tried the demo and was not impressed, but then I am not a fan of that type of a game. Axl Rose also sucks balls. DC Universe Online sounds like it's fun, but after EverQuest 2, Star Wars, and Pirates of the Burning Sea... I will never give SOE a monthly subscription ever again. I was really looking forward to DC Universe Online, but now will not be playing it, which sucks because it is one of the main reasons I went for the PS3 instead of Xbox. But I'm majorly pissed at Sony. Of course, I should have known better. I've been fucked by them so many times, they are like an old lay that you know is going to use you and leave you feeling dirty, but you keep trying to give her a chance. She then turns and shits on your chest, and walks out of the room to leave you with the mess. That is how I feel about SOE and their customer care. Well, laters, and keep up the good work, Ian. I really love, I really love how you ended that, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, well, laters, you can clean up the mess, guys. I just, I just shit in your head. Nothing Sorry. like a hot Carl to get the mailbag warmed up. Oh, okay. Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. What's your stance on Hot Carls, Eric? Uh, I don't have any opinion, but let's let's stick to the mail, I think. <laughs> so I would say I totally understand that. Um, SOE, for a lot of people, that's the opinion that people have of, of SOE, that they've they've kind of screwed up too many things. And and you hear it you hear it while you're you're playing DC Universe online. For me though, um, they they stick with games. For a good long time. I mean, Vanguard is still running. Um, 
Pirates of the Burning Sea is still running Star Star uh, Star Wars Galaxies, even though you know they had their hand in messing it up. Um, it's still running, and I think in a small way they've gotten to be uh, a company that has a reputation of of keeping these communities going as long as they can. I mean, they closed Matrix Online, but but hey, I mean they they kept it going. Uh, I'm, I'm glad that these people had a home to go to 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 play these games. Uh, I would I would watch DC Universe Online carefully. Um, they've promised. I've heard monthly updates. I've heard uh, blocks chunks of of updates every three months. Um, they they have a good bit to fix that we'll talk about later. Um, and 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 uh, I think this is a good MMO to kind of wait and see. Uh, and uh, to make yourself feel a little bit more comfortable uh, about what they're actually going to be adding. Um, the gameplay's there, though. Um, the, the stuff that, that has to be there to, to make a good MMO you know, from the, the base, the foundation, it's there. So just hopefully they have good content, and I hope to see you in it you know, sometime in a few months. Excellent. Yeah, and I'll, I'll get more into my impressions of DC Universe Online, but I can definitely understand where you're coming from. It's it's a weird conundrum because SOE is the only place I think where you can pay a single subscription fee and get access to all those games, which is a really good deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 it is. But a lot of those games are also old or not very appealing for a lot of people. So, and, and they they are ones that had people's hopes get really high, and then like, this is it? Are you kidding me? So <laughs> I can understand being gun shy about that stuff, but we'll see if our stories about DC Universe Online. Change your mind, Ian. Thank you very much for writing in, and feel free to write in again, or any of the rest of you who are listening to the show, please write in to mail. M-A-I-O. <laughs> at channelmaster.com, and you'll be in the next episode. You know, I bet you wouldn't mind if Power Girl shit on his chest. <laughs> So, listeners, we've moved on to the section of DC Universe Level-Rama. That's the official title I just made up right now. It's fantastic. Hmm. So, we're going to talk a little bit about, um, you know, the things we've been doing. It's kind of like an extended version of a DC Universe only what we've been playing in this section. Uh, (laughs) I'll start off. I'll start off since I've got the most junk. I've pretty much spent beta... Um, refining my characters, figuring out the backstory and everything. Um, and the first thing I did was I, you know, I when the game launched, I, I ran through and got all of the characters. That was an ordeal by itself because here in North Carolina, we never we never have snow. Snow is never an issue here. We have some sprinkle stuff. They may close, um, you know, s- some school here and there, which is nice, you know, since I'm in college. But but nothing that closes any of the stores. Well, on the day of release of DC Universe Online, what happens? We have one of the worst ice storms that we've had in years, and the place is closed down. So I have to find a place that I can either digitally purchase it or what, so I can get my character names. You know, some of them are a little bit obvious, so people would take them. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so after going all over the place, I, I finally find it at my local Best Buy before they close. Um, get in, make make just a string of eight characters um and i was pretty darn sure that i was going to play the good side i was going to buddy up with my mentor batman 
I was going to get to the mean streets of Gotham and kick some butt um, until I really sat down with um, one of the power types called Mental and tried out telekinesis. Oh, my God. The character I made, Bird and Croy, you can actually read them about them on the site. It's a few posts down um, from from the top of the page. Uh, just a blast. Just a hoot to play. Uh, I, I pretty much levitate people in the air, stun them with mental powers, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, you will see a huge bus fly by because it's physics-based combat. It picks up any random thing not bolted down and throws it at the enemies. So that can take out two to three enemies at a time. It's absolutely nuts. At the same time, I've got dual-wielding pistols that I'm shooting them in the face with mind bullets, flipping around with my little acrobatic skills, uh, I, I've I've wanted to play all of the other characters, and I've at least got them out of the tutorial. But I've pretty much uh, right now I'm I'm about level 26 or something. Um, the max level is 30, um, but like we'll get into probably a little bit later or or something like that. I don't know how this is gonna flow, but um, the the game the structure of the game is really weirdly set up. Like it's really easy to get to 30, so I'm gonna have multiple max levels you know i've got a big huge air quotes when i say that um but it's uh it's pretty darn exciting um the characters really flush out and once you get a lot of combos going you oh it's it's way more strategic than i ever thought it would be um so yeah made a ton of characters had tons of fun uh what about you noah what did you appreciate about the the bit that you got to play tonight i really like how the game introduces you well, to its world and to the character creator because it's just done very cinematically and very smoothly. It's been a while. Actually, I can't think of an MMO where I've had such a neat uh, introduction to the game world. Granted, this is, was for my very first time through, and you can skip the cinemas. But if you've seen, you can download the opening cinema for the game that basically oh. sets up why there's so many superheroes in a very logical fashion. And I think from that perspective, when comparing it to the introductions for City of Heroes and Champions Online, it's just so much better and so much more like, wow, this is really cool. And Uh the quality of the computer-animated intros is top-notch. And then after that, I'm not sure how much of, if any, if there's much more computer-animated stuff, but in in taking its place is, it's kind of like the motion comics type thing where it's like a three-dimensional diorama of a comic book panel and so you'll see characters zoom in and zoom out and the camera will pan through these two-dimensional cutouts of the characters but it works really well i like it i think it's really neat so other story moments are just as well they're they're just it's it's just as it's so much more authentic to what the source material is it's like it's like yeah it'd be nice to see it in a fancy computer anime thing, but that's not what the heart of DC Universe Online is. It's the heart of the entire DC Universe, the most obscure characters that I've never heard of, <laughs> <laughs> and both both heroic and villainous, and just really paying respect to that. And you, you know that SOE didn't design this in a bubble, obviously. I'm sure they paid very close attention to what Cryptic did, with City of Heroes and Champions Online. And 
Cryptic did a very good job basically defining how an online superhero MMO can be. Uh And I feel that for the most part, SOE has drawn all the best things that it needed to and improved many other things. Somewhere that it does kind of stumble, though, and this is, of course, because Cryptic spoils us all the time in character creation, and that is making your hero over in DC Universe Online. It's it's really slick how you get into there. The menu interface is really cool, and you're immediately impressed by the animations, provided that your computer hardware is up to snuff. Uh, for instance, the the weapon abilities and the skills is like, wow, this game is mm-hmm. really pretty. Already, the the menu interface is really cool. And I was going through, and I was on Skype with Eric, and I was like, okay, tell me about these powers. Okay, tell me about these travel powers. Tell me about these weapons. Tell me about these skills. And then it came to the part where I was picking a skin, and first and foremost, there are so many furry skins. <laughs> I have never seen a game that indulges furries this much. There's like seven or eight different animal skins. Yeah. And they're also similar. It's like, really, what's the point? There's a lion and a tiger and a cheetah and a fox and a wolf. And I don't know. It's it's pretty silly. (laughs) It wouldn't wouldn't be so weird if it didn't feel like uh, its own skin category. So you've got like three different. You've got human skins kind of mixed in with there. Then you've got like the molten lava or or robotic skin kind of thing, right? Yeah. And then the boom, the other category will be furries. That's it. <laughs> and are there a lot of humanoid animals in DC in DC comics? I I don't know of any, but I don't know them that well. I, uh, I don't. Uh, none come to mind. You know, the only one that I really that really sticks out to me is, well, I mean, so you've got you've got Beast Boy, right? Beast Boy is a shape changer. Uh, he's actually one of the one of the power sets in nature is based around him as a character. Yeah. Um, and you also you do have you do have animal like creatures. I mean, there are a good amount of them, but they're not really furry. Like, you know, they're not like supposed to be sexy in any way. Um, uh, th- like that's, that's like the half the definition of furries. It's, it's humanoid, a little bit too much humanoid. I yeah. mean, most of these are, uh, you actually get to fight them in the game. If you, if you mentor with, um, uh, I think Wonder Woman, uh, you will fight Xerxes beast. Uh, they're, I think they're called bestiomorphs. Um, and they're pretty much, you know, in, in, in the lore of, of Xerxes, she's, you know, a, a Greek, a Greek mythological figure, she turns people into animals. So you oh. have all these really cool-looking animal, animal creatures, but they're they're not furry-like, not not like what you make as a player character. Everything's a little too hot. <laughs> and that's which something you mentioned uh, reminds me that's that's unique to the character creators. You have to choose your mentor, and it's one of three different choices on both the hero side and the villain side. So on the hero side, it's Batman, Superman, or Wonder Woman. And then that determines what type of supervillain you're going to go up against, and what I think what cities you start out in, right? Yeah, yeah. It's um, so this is this is one thing that was misleading for me when I um when I first started the game, I had the idea of getting the maximum replay value out of it. So I was going to start with my, uh, like I said, I picked my mental character as my main. So I started with him. His mentor was Joker, and I was only going to play Joker Joker missions. 
okay? I was going to go through that Gotham line, get my way to 30, and then, you know, I'm good to go. Um, that's not how the progression works, though. Uh, you, it's, it's actually one of those unusual things in the game where it, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't know if it wants you to explore for the quests or if it wants to give it, just give them away to you. So you usually get into an area, you, you are, you are um, pointed there by, a, by a, a main hub quest, and then you collect a little bit more quests around that area, and uh, you, you kind of finish them all up together. The, the main quests for your, the, the other origins that you haven't picked, so since I picked Joker, Xerxes, and Lex Luthor are the other mentors, those quests, as you level up, are actually given to you. Uh, you'll just notice them in your quest. I don't know if this is a bug or if something they really intentionally wanted to happen, but they're just given to you. They, they, you. The only reason uh, you can tell uh, that they're they're magic based is usually by the name um, and the um, and the area that they're in. You know, you're like, oh, that's from the magic area, or that's from the meta area, or the tech the tech area. Those are all kind of like the themes of the the different origins. Um, so you're like, okay, these are given to me. Where is the one that I actually have from Joker. Uh, you actually have to go to a a person and talk to them for that to be activated. So in a way, it doesn't it doesn't really make much sense. It's like okay, so you're giving me these other ones, and I have to go and search and find the one that actually is relevant to my character. It doesn't make much sense. It's really confusing. I, I think it's lumped in kind of with some of the other U, like UI problems and stuff they have. Um, they just don't convey information uh, which which in truth it could be mu- it could be much worse like i told you the core part of the game the the combat and and the questing and everything is there um i'm pretty sure they'll be able to fix the ui problems uh but it gets it gets it gets pretty darn confusing sometimes yeah there's definitely some moments where i was surprised or overwhelmed because i couldn't keep up or understood what was going on i'm like where am i going what am i doing mm-hmm but getting back to the to wrap up my thoughts on the character creator, I was just proceeding through. I chose my mentor. I chose my mental powers. I chose my personality, which is funny. It's just basically the stance that the character stands on all the time. And I chose flirty. So he just basically stands around like a douchebag, like, yeah, check me yeah. out. I'm pretty hot. Woo! And, and the <laughs> and little chose, thing about that, like, it, it affects all the emotes, too. So when you dance, you dance in, like, a... A kind of like a, a fist pumping kind of douchey Frat way, boy also. Douchebag. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which was just fine with me. I think it's pretty funny. But then when it comes to the details, you when I was going through those skins, there was three human male skins. So I'm like, well, I'll just or there was five. I think there was like human male one, two, three, and then there was stern, youthful, and angry. So maybe six. And I chose one of those, thinking, okay. And then I'm going to go into the tweaker where I can change the shoulder width and change the height and change the muscle mass and change the mm. spacing of the eyes, change the hair color, the hairstyle. Nope, none of that is set. Not even hairstyle or hair color. And she's like, what? I And then I said to Eric, I'm like, so I guess there's none of that customization in there. Like, nope. But where this game differs from what I'm used to in City of Heroes, which is what I played the most of in Superhero Land, is that with City of Heroes, it's like you spend hours making this really super cool, super custom costume, but the only thing that varies about it is what type of weapons you happen to wield with it or attacks. 
And those are only temporary because they trigger only when you attack. So otherwise, your character always looks the same, and then you get alternate costumes. Whereas with DC Universe Online, it's much more focused on character uh, individualization or individuality based on things that you acquire throughout the game, just like any other regular MMO, like World of Warcraft, where it's not so much how you've tweaked the core physical qualities of your hero, it's what you decorate them with, capes and boots and belts. And there are a lot of little wardrobe slots to provide some very small, subtle differences. Almost too much. I I couldn't really tell what the hell I was doing most of the time. (laughs) Because it's all represented by icons instead of text, and it's not very intuitive. But uh, that aside, you go into a tutorial area that's actually pretty cool. It's very traditional one man versus un- insurmountable odds, and then Superman pops up or, or somebody will pop up to help you at the end. Mm-hmm. And it feels just the right amount of epic. It's just the right amount of difficult. And what I found after seeing Champions Online in action and playing lots of City of Heroes is that I love this combat just as much as I did when I played it at D3 for the last two years on a PS3 controller. And I'm, I thought based on those experiences that I would need to get the game on PS3 because it's, it's really well made to control uh-huh, to play uh-huh. with a, a traditional console controller, but it's actually just about almost as good to play on the keyboard. The things I think are kind of weird is like, Okay, so you're you are pivoting the camera with the mouse, and then you run around using WASD or the arrow keys. But I couldn't imagine why you'd use the arrow keys. And then you have to worry about triggering special moves with one, two, three. Use is the E key, and then block is the shift key. But target lock on is the tab key, and you have to hold it down. And I found that was pretty difficult for me to be running around, aiming my mouse moving my fingers to hit one, two, or three while also holding down the shift key with another finger. And it's just like, this is like, whoa. But I started to get a little bit better at it. But what I thought was cool is it kind of reminded me of Age of Conan. The more mature uh-huh. that your character gets with the attacks, it's like, all right, here's this move. But it's triggered by hitting, by tapping the left mouse button once and then holding the right mouse button and then holding it again. It's like, what? And you have to memorize it. And yeah. it's not like Age of Conan where it's like, okay, push up, now push left, now push right, now push up, where it prompts you like a dance game. Yeah, you have like, to memorize yeah. it. And it's like, oh. And that's on top of hitting one, two, and three to trigger other special attacks. And it's really cool. It makes it fun. And even though you're doing it with the mouse and the keyboard, you can't just spam things. You have to watch your special ability power because you have a life bar and an ability bar. And... It's strategic and really fun to run around and position yourself and make everything go off. And with as beautiful as it looks and how well animated it is, it's just like, this is awesome. I'm picking things up. I'm throwing them. I'm smashing things. Uh, some of the features that you saw in Champions Online. But it's it's even more fast. It's even faster and more engaging and exciting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're not just your superpower. I mean, just speaking of just the weapons, um, that's one of the biggest things that you're not just learning about either nature or mental, you know, how those work. They they all kind of have their own separate mechanics on how they they build and and when they do extra damage and stuff like that. But the, the weapons all have different combos 
and they all are focused on either you know having really high attack speed or lower attack speed but hitting harder. Um, the uh, the dual pistols that's the one I played the most with. Uh, it actually is you're always you're always juggling someone in the air, like shooting them up in the air, keeping them there. And if you have powers that complement that. Um, it's it's a really a blast. Like you can really control your environment, um, and it, it's it it feels fun all the way through. And then say with another weapon, the staff is the one I've played the second most. That one feels completely different because you have a lot of moves that are AOE based. That you're taking a whole crowd of people and swinging your 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 bow staff in huge swaths and everything like that. Um, one thing I do want to clear up though. Uh, about character customization before we move too far away from it. Um, you can't customize the face and everything. Um, you do get to put different kinds of hair on, and you can uh, change the color of the hair and the color of the eyes and stuff like that. It's just that it's just that ability to morph features you, you don't get any choice with. So, I just wanted so to you have to that. unlock... The additional hair colors and hairstyles, in other words. The hair colors you can change just by going... You have uh, the option of, of going down to color, and then when you click on... You can you can change your gear color, your skin color, your makeup color, your hair color, your eye color. All of those things were options. Oh. It's just... It feels like the UI was designed for a controller at times, yeah. because there, you know, there are... There, if you're not watching and you don't scroll down things, you can miss stuff initially. Uh, I definitely like, go ahead. I definitely do feel like the more time I've spent on it, that like I've really, really pulled off some. Like I'm gonna, I'll take some screenshots and show you, uh, and post them up on the site. I'm, I'm slowly posting as I develop my character enough. I'm slowly posting kind of like little bios about them um, on the site. But I've really pulled out some really, really cool stuff. Um, and then, hopefully, you noticed we played with your. We, I created a new character, and you created a, a, a character, and we played from one level one to level six, which doesn't take really that long at all. We played what two hours at most. Yeah. Um, and the entire time, we got mounds. I got a little bit luckier than you, but we got mounds and mounds and mounds of new pieces. You know, like every every other quest. Costume you, pieces. Yeah, yeah, costume pieces and styles and everything. To change our look, and and the great thing about um, it compared to uh, City of Heroes and Champions Online, you don't go to a tailor. There's no tailor that you have to venture to. Like I remember, my first days of City of Heroes were all about me going to a zone because I didn't know where the tailor really was, dying there because I was low level, and spending 45 minutes asking someone to escort me out of the zone because uh-huh. I kept dying. And this was right after the point where you start getting. Um, uh, debt, experience debt. So my first day, like first week of COH was working off my debt, my, my experience debt that I had created. So with this, you can change it. As long as you're not in combat, you can press the escape button, click on the costume button, and change every little piece. You know, if you like a certain chest piece, you can lock it so it never changes. Um, but we got we got at least 10 to 15 me, I got a little bit luckier, like I said, so I got 20 pieces that were brand new that I was able to customize my character even more. Yeah, I really like that. You just do it all with a mouse click. And also in another comparison to City of Heroes, which granted I know is a six-year-old game, but I really love being able to get 
your travel power right off the bat. There's mm-hmm. no get to level six to get it like it was in City of Heroes. And it's really cool. And I didn't think that anybody would be able to outdo Cryptic when it comes to travel powers because in both City of Heroes and Champions Online, there's some really cool stuff. Yeah, and they have a way bigger variety, right? Yeah. But what Sony did is they gave you only, I think, four or five different types of travel powers, but they have multiple or three. Oh, is it only three? Oh, yeah, that's right. I guess it just seemed like more because there's multiple dimensions to it Mm -hmm. because super speed isn't just that you can run fast everywhere. You actually, if you run into a building, you start running up it, and as long as the ability's triggered, it's kind of Spider-Man-esque. You just get stuck to the surface, mm-hmm. and you can even stop, come to complete stop, and you'll just stay there stuck to the wall, and you can start running again. Mm-hmm. And from what I understand, Eric, these abilities, if you choose, what is it? It's super speed, acrobatics, or flight. And then as you level up, there becomes more dimensions and abilities with these travel powers, right? Yep, so um, you know, the, so we've mentioned the the the, uh, the power type, okay, uh, your weapon, and then finally your travel ability. Those are the things that customize your character, uh, because the as you level up, you get skill points that you can put into either your weapon or your movement ability, and that movement ability has skills that will give you um, more tr- like f- faster travel powers, right? Um, like, which is pretty much the standard for the other two games, but also there are attack abilities that you get that kind of um, brand you as a speedster. If you are, if you have super speed, you will also fight like a speedster. You you naturally do in the game. You're constantly strafing, moving around. You move slightly faster. Uh, you have abilities that make you run around a person in a whirlwind and stuff like that. Um, I haven't explored the the one I explored the most was acrobatics because I tend to make a lot of characters with acrobatics. It feels a lot like uh, I think I've mentioned before games like Prototype, uh, maybe Infamous if you've ever played that game where you're kind of like superheroes already, um, yeah. but you bound across rooftops. You later on get a uh, rocket assisted flight where you're just pretty much soaring, um, and it's it's since it's everything's physics based in the game, you you kind of you can kind of it kind of lets you bend rules sometimes or once you start understanding things you know how to fly a little bit farther with that and then uh, just before you're you're you figure okay so I, I know how this works you then can put more points in and and I've gotten um, a grapple hook that allows me to pretty much uh, zip right up the tallest building right and it feels it changes the way that you play the character and the way it really feels you know um, it affects everything about it. Um, the 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 big thing I I think they they really hit it home with the the catchphrase they had, which is like the next legend is you. Which in in my personal opinion, when I heard it, I was like, it's a corny way of saying that they're going to have this interesting storyline, and they've they've got that all mixed in. But where how is it really going to affect the way you play the game? Well, starting off and, and having to build up different styles and the look of your character. Uh, also, the 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 ability having those three different ways of, of increasing your character, you really search for the perfect build all the time. Um, you you only have uh, six ability slots, so it feels a lot like Guild Wars in the fact that you're going to get very quickly a lot more powers than you can fit on the bar, but you'll you'll move them around as situations dictate. 
I think the next thing that would be worth talking about is just, just the, the general quest structure. When it comes to that, there was much more like a City of Heroes or Champions Online experience where there are people scattered across the landscape and you have to run up to them, talk to them, accept their quest, and there you go. And you can have multiple quests active at once or, or at least queued up. Mm-hmm. And you either go inside into an instanced interior area or there's a an area outside a, a block on the map will get drawn will get highlighted in orange and then you just know that you need to beat up monsters there and what's cool is it seems to accommodate multiple people beating up these things as soon as they spawn and still rewarding experience and credit justly yeah yeah still killing that's one thing that when it first happened to me in the beta I was like thank goodness um, the the game um, it's very solo friendly. Um, some it's it's sometimes hard to get in a group, um, but if you're if you're fighting alongside a person, you're not in their group at all. You're just in their vicinity, and say you have to you know activate two soul globes to save this person. If you're near that while that's happening, or maybe you've helped take out a couple of the enemies in the in the in the area, you'll get credit for it also. So you won't get credit for like the entire area. It's just in that small little space. But you don't have to worry then about people coming by, you killing the mobs. As you're killing them, they go and activate it and run off. You'll still get credit for that kind of stuff. Um, so that's pretty nice. Yeah, I, I, I liked it. We, what we didn't get to try, but we definitely played at E3, was any of the PvP stuff. And it, apparently there's several different modes that you can choose between. Yeah, there's... um. There's an abundance of different kinds of currency. I mean, like token-based currency in the game, um, where you you collect, you know, different tokens for your um, legends PvP match is where you you get to take the reins of a particular superhero or villain. So Joker, Batman. If you pre-ordered, that's that's something like you can only be Batman if you pre-ordered the game. Uh, which which tells me that they're they're most certainly probably going to release him for sale well, for real money on their marketplace when they release yeah. it. Um, Robin Harley Quinn, uh, you go in there and the the great thing about Legends PvP is it's immediately balanced. All of those characters are the same, you know, you're the same level and you have the same skills and you're good to go. Um, they have Arena PvP, which is um, kind of like Battlegrounds. Uh, you have objective. You have objectives. You're playing your own character, and you queue up for that. And you know pretty much everything that you do, um, PvP-wise and in, like large instance-wise. Like I'm talking about like traditional instances um, uh, that you would think about like in WoW, where you have a ton of elites and you have a boss at the end and stuff like that. Uh, those are all uh, instant-based. Also, you queue up for those, and boom, you're in a group. Uh, when you queue up, you um, you get to choose your role, and that's that's something I haven't mentioned yet. Um, they they were present in in um, Champions Online, but I never thought they worked very well. Like you had to sacrifice too much to use it. In DC Universe Online at level 10, you get a new role, and this role, no matter if you are really specking for it or not, um, will affect your character. So, uh, Ice and Fire are tanks. Um, they get the tanking role. Uh, sorcery and nature get the healing role, and then gadgets and mental get the control role. 
And when you switch into this role, you can do it anytime when you're not in combat, okay? Uh, it changes your loadout bar, so you get another bar to load out whole different abilities. And it will also uh, change the effect certain abilities have. Like the, the one I played the most was mental, right? So uh, in con- when I'm in control role, my, my bread and butter telekinesis ability immediately starts healing, um, uh, puts a, a heal over time on my, pretty much my mana, or my, it's called power in the game. So the controllers not just, they, they don't become like a crowd control um, person. They're also, uh, you know, a battery. They're all, they're all, they also heal your power. So they have a very vital role. Um, and then some of the other powers will actually be able to, um, you know, crowd control better. Or, um, you know, will actually, instead of, you know, protecting just myself, it'll protect everyone around me. Uh, healing does the same thing where I might have a healing ability that just heals me in, in my damage roll, but as soon as I switch over to healing, it will heal everybody around me. Um, my roar, the, the, the roar that you get as a shapeshifter in nature, it just stuns people. But when you switch over to healing, it becomes an, uh, a cone heal that you can point at your allies and actually heal them, which is, which is a lot of fun. It's just, it's very simple. Um, it doesn't reduce like your defense or anything crazy like that. Uh, in like Champions Online does, it just it just um, uh, takes off a damage buff, so you don't do as much damage, but you you get to do a bunch of other stuff, so it's 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 well worth trying out. Uh, yeah, man, I want to go play the game again. <laughs> yeah, and uh, something else that I really liked about it is that, like I mentioned before, the game is really pretty. Since we were doing Wonder Woman quests, we were in Chinatown. And the architecture is just really well done. It's very colorful. It's very interesting. The horizon goes on for miles. And I just felt like when I was playing, I'm like, yes, this is a next-gen MMO. And by seeing something that's more based in the real world, it felt slightly more impactful than, for instance, playing Warhammer or Conan, mm-hmm. which are beautiful games in their own right, but they're fantasy. And it's it just has some kind of extra layer of imaginativeness or imagination to it where it's like yeah this is cool i either like it or i don't but when it's something that's based on the real world then i immediately get taken back to city of heroes which of course (laughs) six-year-old game even with its shiny rouge patch Mm. it it just can't compare and i even like this more than i like champions online yeah there's a there's an immediate like when you heard at first there's only going to be two two cities like my my immediate reaction was like oh geez how big are these cities going to be? Are they really going to be able to uh, represent their sense of like a sense of scale with these? Am I going to be bored already? But getting mm-hmm. from one end of the city to the other takes a really long time, and just getting up on a tall building and looking down, it's really, it's really insane the the, the scope that they have, you know, uh, with the game. It, it's it's amazing, and the skybox the skybox goes on for miles, like like. I have so many pictures just with uh, in Gotham with me doing something stupid with the huge moon in the background, you know, looming over me, and like a zeppelin patrolling the area. It's just the they they got it right. It, it feels like DC, and that's I mean that's a half the thing. Like this really is like it's really important for them to get the DC universe down. For me to giggle when I like I, I see someone like the fight alongside the Flash, or beat up the Flash as a villain. Being able to do that is just, 
it's insane, and they really pull it off. And I think for me that may be one of the only small drawbacks is that I have very little context with DC with DC comics and mythology. I mean, I know the main ones that have been in movies and TV shows, of course, and I know of ones that have been tangentially. I know of them tangentially if they've been in recent cartoon shows for kids. But it's just like it's really hard for me to have an appreciation for it because there's just so much of it. Mm-hmm. And it, it all looks great and everything, but also getting back to that whole fantasy metaphor that I was talking about earlier with Warhammer and World of Warcraft, it's just like, well, this is really new to everybody, and we're learning it by reading the lore of the quest and stuff like that. Whereas the DC, But DC Universe is like, this is established canon and fiction mm-hmm. and characters, and they're facing their nemeses who I also don't know any of those either. And she's like, who is that? And who's that? And I think it makes the game a little less exciting for me because I feel kind of out of it. It's like I'm enjoying what I'm doing, but I just don't have the same level of appreciation, I think, as Eric does, because Eric recognizes so much of the content that's in it. Well, this is the this is the really neat thing about it, is this, this is not... A, so the idea of canon with comic books to take the stress away a little bit it's it's really hard to even exist like canon they created a whole idea of multiple earths just to deal with all of the crazy ass storylines you know a writer happened to make you know yeah um, they so this is a this is not the main earth like when you think of the the if you went out and looked at the main storylines running in dc universe um just like the stuff that's just ended, like Blackest Night and stuff. This did not happen in this world. This is almost like a fresh DC Universe online world for you to explore and learn about, right? And they are releasing a, a DC Universe online comic to go along with it. And one of the one of the reasons for that is for you to f- get filled in, to uh, hang out with these characters a little bit more, not in the game, you know? Um, and, I mean, uh, stuff has popped up that... that for a person who's really into it, um, like I'm, I'm, I, I get, I have, I've got a whole box of comics that I pick up every week at my local comic book store. I'm that kind of person who has just, I'm constantly in, into comics, learning about them, following the series. Um, I get to appreciate it because I know that a particular person um, is dead in 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 this in the in the real. DC Universe series, and it's alive here, and I get to fight alongside them. That's neat. But for you, I, I think the, there's no, there shouldn't be any in, intimidation or or stress or you know worry that like man, I'm I'm not I'm not getting it. You know, I'm not going to, and that this is not this is a game that's not for me. I really think it's made for people to be introduced to DC Universe for the first time. You know, that you might just know, hey, I know Flash. He's iconic because he is the Flash, but I don't know anything else about him. Where you get to fight alongside him and and learn a bit about him, you know? Yeah, and I think to help communicate that world even better, there is a lot more voice acting in it so far. I don't know Mm -hmm. if it all all of a sudden drops off a cliff like it does in Age of Conan, but I I think that also helps make the experience feel more, feel richer and more compelling when you constantly have your mentor 
Wonder Woman or Superman or Batman or Joker or whoever talking to you at the start of major quests and telling you, okay, this is what's going on, da 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 and, and then also talking to you after you finish it. It's not like it's an intro-only thing. You get updates from Oracle or, or whoever after the thing's done, too. And just like, wow, this is cool. But it also encouraged me. Sometimes I found myself not paying attention to what was being said or mm-hmm. uh, if there was any text, I'm like, well, I'm not going to read it. <laughs> yeah. So, and the text interface just really blows in this game for, for communicating and also keeping track of combat and stuff like that and what characters mm-hmm. are saying. It's just like, what? I don't know what's going on here. And you have to switch to the combat view of the text window, which in order to do that, you have to hit the enter key as if you're going to type something, and then you have to hit tab. And it's it's like, what the hell am I doing? And that's where they'll actually type out the text of what people are saying. But it's just like, who has time for that when you're getting bashed on by a monster right behind you while you're trying to get your quests? And so it really could be cleaned up in that respect. And as also as Eric quickly pointed out, and I, I definitely agreed after I had some time with it, the map interface could definitely use some tweaking to be a little bit more functional because these areas are really huge and complex, lots of buildings, lots of alleys, lots of rooms, and just like, where am I going? What's going on? I'm so confused. Yeah, yeah. I um, that's one thing that I've 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 taken for granted that the past couple of days I've had to realize is that holy crap, like everything is voice acted. You don't have to you don't have to read the quest at all. Like the only thing I read of the quest uh, quest text is the um is the little updates of what I'm actually collecting and everything. Right? Like the story yeah. is completely conveyed. By voice acting, on every every single thing, every quest you get, you're getting it from an NPC who explains it to you, who explains why you're doing it, you know. And it's not it's not like a huge book that you're reading, right? Um, and then you you go off, you you can read, you know, actually read a little blurb, but usually it doesn't explain anything more than the the voice the voice acting explained to you. Um, I, I think um, stuff that could be improved, like. I said the UI in general earlier, like that's that's a huge thing. Like, okay, so the reason they gave to us that the P- PS3 version and the PC version are separate, right, is because they wanted to s- separate the two and develop independently for each one, right? So I think the first thing they should do is have a button that I can press so that I can have a mouse cursor, and click on shit. Like, I need that. Uh, it's something that a lot of people have been complaining about and seems obvious for the PC version. But, it, you know, um, Noah had an issue where the the combat log was blinking. And he was like, I want that, I want, I want that thing to go away. Why yeah, because it it's blinking almost the entire time. Yeah, so and it's because it's constantly updating with a bunch of stuff, right? And by having you press enter to enter the text and then a bunch of other buttons you know telling you press tab to switch over to that why why can't i just click it you know and that's that's a little thing you get used to it because you you kind of you kind of get into voice chat with people and the voice chat is we didn't really play around with a lot but in my personal opinion it's some of the best in-game voice chat built-in voice chat service that i've ever i've ever experienced um, they give you, when you're in a guild, in a league, they give you a chat channel for that league. So anybody who's in that league, nice. that you can just sit and talk. And that's great. I've had some really great co- uh, conversations with um, some people who have actually joined the um, 
the league and legion we're in. So we're on Brave New World is the server. And the hero side, because I wanted to create one for both. I'm going to be playing alts like crazy. So I created uh, Enlightened Trust. And then on the bad guy side, of course, Creeping Darkness. Um, just, you know, send me a mail um, uh, on the channel Massive, you know, channel Massive at mail. Some, I don't know what it is. We said it a bunch of times earlier. Yeah. So send us there. And, you know, we can get you hooked up and everything. But, um, yeah, once you get voice chat on, you, you kind of don't even want to look at the UI anymore. Um, and it feels like it's, it was designed for a controller. Yeah. And that's just... It's like, okay, that's a great start. You guys got something functional out, and you separated the two servers because you want to develop independently. Now make the now make the PC UI a PC UI, and I will be happy. Yeah. Oh, this is a good game. I think I should probably just stay up all night and play it. <laughs> we have work tomorrow, though. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could I could probably just cut off a toe or something. I don't, I don't need them, and that'd be a good excuse. But nonetheless, yeah. Um, so your general impressions of the game? This is a big thing I've, I've wanted to ask you. Um, uh-huh. Are you going to buy it? Because I know you're on the buddy key right now. You got a 10 day trial. Yes. You played it. I kind of tried to, I tried to sell the game to you. Right. That was my intention. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go and give you a a good foot forward. Any objections that you have or any confusion, I'm gonna help explain through it so you have the best experience. Does the game hold up to your expectations from E3? Um, are, are you going to purchase it? What's, what is up with you? What are you doing? I don't know. I, I definitely like it. And it reminds me of City of Heroes, which was my first MMO, except much better, much more exciting, much more dynamic and engaging. It's It feels like City of Heroes taken to lack of a better comparison from my experience, the Age of Conan level, where I felt Age of Conan was so impressive because the presentation was just so well done. Beautiful Mm -hmm. game, great world design, great voice acting and music, and fun combo arcade-style gameplay. And that's something that I do like about it. it. It still has that MMO vibe to it where you're whacking away and some hits are connecting or it looks like all hits are connecting, but they're not really. And it's like, Oh, what's good. You know, it's got that weird kind of floatiness to the feel of the combat because that's how MMOs are. Mm -hmm. It's not like league of legends, of course. Uh, (laughs) but it's, it's like, I, I could, I'm just not sure. It's like right now where I'm at personally is that I don't even consider RPGs anymore because I just don't have time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why I've fallen in love with League of Legends so much is that it's so compartmentalized. I think if may I think what I'll need to do is try some more of the well we'll try the versus areas. Mm-hmm. The arena and the legend stuff like that, because that's all that I played when I was at E three and I loved that and I thought it was really fun. Yeah. Granted it was with the PS three controller, but I think well, the, the more that is, I get like, used to it on the keyboard and mouse, I'll grow to really like it there as well. Because it still works pretty darn well. It's it's quite close. Well, the thing Except to know, I mean, on. do you have a wired? Do you have a wired 360 controller? No. Wait. Yeah, I do. But don't you have to buy a Windows version of it to play no. on Windows? No. 
Oh. No, the the reason why you have to buy the Windows one is is because it's a wireless controller that comes with a, a dongle that you plug in. If you have a wired controller, because I've already done it, like with my wired controller, and mine was mine was just a a, a 360 controller. I, you plug it in and you're ready to go. Oh, I might have to try yeah, that too. Yeah, so I mean, I would I would give it a try. I, I worried too that we started off in. The, I wanted a, you to pick and have fun the way you wanted to, but um, it, since I think Magic is the most obscure DC universe stuff, and it's the it's the one the most ripe for the corny crap. Like as <laughs> a terrifying Prince of Hell, all he speaks is all he speaks is in rhyme. So, you know, he's really terrifying, but he speaks in rhyme all the time, so he's kind of goofy. You know, <laughs> like, if we'd probably maybe picked Superman or Batman, like, Batman's heroes, you fight Scarecrow. Like, immediately, it's 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 Batman, you know? Uh, yeah. I would I would suggest maybe giving it, giving it a go, picking Batman. There are some really interesting things in the starter area where you're fighting, you're not even, m- most of the mobs are figments. They they're these really um, it looks it's amazing looking graphic. It's like the um the character model, all of its skin is just all scrunchy and blurry and stuff. You can't really tell what it is. It's because they're all just pretty much um they're mental projections. Yeah, yeah, men- yeah, mental. Yeah. They're manifestations of this fear gas that's all around the city. Um so yeah, once I think once you find the storyline that you like um, and and let it jive with you. See see what happens. I, yeah, I that's really that we kind of blew through while we were playing tonight. Yeah, we did. Paying attention. <laughs> yeah, and and the thing is, like, if you're looking for something an MMO that you don't have time for, I mean, I mean that an MMO that you have time for that you want to hop in and play. This holy crap! Like, I've I've been playing a good bit, but I know when school really ramps up and I have to cut down. Uh, it's it's set up in, in, in comic book arcs. You go, you kill a bunch of stuff, you're introduced to some story, you go into a instance area, right? You beat the boss, you get a cool little motion comic, and you're done. You can stop right there, right? Or you can just queue up for PvP, you know, queue up for instances, hop in, do a couple of those, and you're done. I think it's it's super accessible. Yeah, it definitely does feel more accessible than some of the other ones I've played. Uh, and uh, one of the things that really drew me into Warhammer against my will were the scenarios. And if anything, I would have been happy to just play those more than anything. I think that I ultimately did that probably was like a 60-40 split doing scenarios versus actual quests. Mm-hmm. And I just love, I, I think just where I'm at right now in my life is I really like compact, intense, arcade-type experiences, and I think League of Legends gives that with a, a light level of RPG progression, yeah, which is yeah. a nice mix. And the other thing is, like, I haven't had an online subscription fee for many months now, and it's like, do I want to jump into that again? Yeah, yeah you do. Yeah, you do. I, I'll just help you. Yeah, you do. Because there's so okay. many free-to-play games out there. <laughs> oh, yeah, but you're, you're not playing them. You're not playing them. <laughs> I'm just I'm just helping you. I'm just I'm being that that uh-huh. that 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 uh that guy who lives in North Carolina who tells you what to do. I, I want people to play with. I don't care if you enjoy it. So yeah, what I what I do feel is that the verdict is still out. I do like it, and even after recently being very exposed to high level Star Trek online content, which is actually really cool. And I was watching my same friend who's, who loves Resident Evil Five. 
He has four level 50 characters in Star Trek Online. Oh, man. <laughs> he has an engineer, he has the science officer, and he has whatever the other one is, the soldier, military, Kirk type. Tac- tactical. Tactical, yeah. And he's got all these ships, he's been doing daily quests, and and it's fun to watch. I'm like, wow, it's a really pretty game. But it's just, it's kind of missing stuff. They've only just recently added in the ability to, you can go to your warp core in your ship, and you can go to the oh, engineering okay. lab. There's actually hallways and rooms inside of your ship versus just that one tiny bridge room. You can go to your private quarters and stuff like that. But just like it's still not there. It's not crap. There. Like it, the, I, I, I'm gonna have issues with that then, because I mean, MMOs, you, you, time is a huge, huge thing, and you just sometimes, sometimes things fall by the wayside. Like uh, Vindictus, right? You, yeah. you really enjoyed Vindictus, right? Yeah, like at E3, and you just haven't yeah. gotten around to it. It's nope. free to play, uh, yeah. and it just it just happens. So it's it's nothing that you really have to feel bad about. It's just I mean, when every time uh, Nikki, my fiance, and I are going through Justice League, the animated series, uh, and then Star Trek, the um, the original series, right? And mm-hmm. every time I watch Justice League, I want to play DC Universe Online, <laughs> and, and every time I watch Star Trek. I want to go and try Star Trek again because I created oh, yeah. a really cool alien. And at the time, I was all about Champions Online, and I didn't have time for it, so I unsubbed from Star Trek. And they have added a lot. It is pretty darn cool, and it's still very pretty. And uh, Granted, everything that I saw my friend play was strictly ship-related. <laughs> like I saw him. Yeah. I, I saw, actually, I did see him do some on-foot missions, and he had like this squad of five people with him. And... It's still kind of like, yeah, that doesn't look that fun. But the ship stuff, oh, the ship stuff, so mm-hmm. much fun. With okay, so what does that have to do with DC Universe Online? I feel like the DC Universe Online is much more a full package. It's more well-rounded, and provided that it's well supported beyond just beyond just keeping the servers on, which is what's going on with some of the other SOE games. If if it keeps getting new content and getting those. Typical MMO quirks out where the interface just isn't quite right, the menus aren't quite right. They just need to get some work. They need to be polished up. I think it has yeah. the potential to be a really compelling game. There was when we were playing this, those Wonder Woman missions, we were fighting against uh, wizards, for lack of a better term, who yeah. were summoning zombies. And I'm like, I have played this so many times in City of Heroes, it just <laughs> wasn't genuinely a dc or marvel property but it was the exact same kind of i'm like this is so much deja vu evil wizards and zombies darn it see we okay (laughs) see we should have picked okay so let's find another time and try it again you know just to make sure that it's not just hey i don't i don't like the magic one and and it could be it could be that you really you really just need to be a villain and you know when your Joker's ment- like mentors, uh, j- when Joker's your mentor, you used to strap bombs to cops. And as they run away pleading for their lives, they blow up, and then Joker laughs, and you giggle too, and you go, "Am I going crazy? Oh, maybe I am. Well, let me go and shoot this guy to find out." And it's it's really really fun. So think about it, you know. Yeah, yeah. We need to get some more time in. And listeners, I'm not sure if you have tried the game. Have you gotten it? I read a couple previews uh, that were written up about the game before I got a chance to play it, and they were kind of negative. I don't, I'm not sure what the overall vibe is. I think it's a real mixed sphere. 
I think it's a real mixed bag. Like if you if you search around, um, you you see some negative stuff, you see some hugely positive stuff, and uh, and then to finish the mixed bag metaphor, so stuff right in the middle too. Yeah, but I, I definitely I think it has potential and it's fun, and it's kind of nice to finally come back to something superhero related because that's what got me in MMOs. And I passed on Champions Online, and I'm kind of glad I did because it's, I think DC Universe is the best one of the bunch right now. Mm-hmm. I, I really want to know, like, the thing that got, gets me really excited about what they're going to do next is they have a, <clears throat> for one, it feels like, a, for me, a lot of times it feels like an open world game, um, like Grand Theft Auto or or Prototype, Infamous. Those things are all uh, Red Dead Redemption. I mean, the mechanics aren't the same. But the general idea is where you have a main storyline that you can go through, and you have a bunch of like different things like um, races, legends PvP, arena-based PvP, alerts, which are the instances. You have those vault tickets. You get that vault that you get to go to every day just to get some goodies. Yeah, just, free gifts, money. Yeah, just um, just weird stuff, right? Um, that you get to just have fun with. Um, you get to level thirty. Real quick, right? They actually have quests that you do after 30. You're not getting any experience, but you're still progressing the story along. Um, the, the progression is through gear and, and oh, here's another thing. They have achievements. So whoopee-doo, they have achievements. Oh, yeah, that is kind of nice. I've liked that, actually. Yeah, yeah they made them meaningful uh, in a really good way. It's it's almost like an uh, alternate advancement system, like an EverQuest 2. Um where once you're level, even after you're level 30, and during your leveling process, every 100 feet points, because that's the official name for the achievements, you get uh, one skill point, and you can put that to, towards your movement speed. Uh, I mean, your movement or your 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 weapon skill point. Um, at level 10, you can actually take on another weapon, so you can have multiple weapons. And uh, it's it's a neat way that once you're past 30, there's plenty of ways to progress, and it's in a um, it's in a, a standard MMO rate, so they already have endgame raid content, kind of, you know? And this is just in the in the week that they released, you know? You've gone through this huge progression, so it's going to be unlike any other MMO the way that they expand it. So they can do more levels, they could do more content with more gear-based um, stuff to unlock. Like, they have so much potential, and the story is not even really started, you know? So, what the hell? I'm super excited. <laughs> so, those are our impressions thus far. And we may have more n- new ones for you next week. We hope you liked this exploration of DC Universe Online and hearing about the other things that we're playing. And we're, we're also hoping that this episode reaches you quicker. And that that's our New Year's resolution to get episodes to you faster. Awesome. That's a really <laughs> I think good. we can deliver. Yeah. Yeah. Join us on DC Universe Online if you are playing it, or join us in League of Legends because there's still plenty of us also playing that as well. And we hope you're having a good week. We look forward to hearing from you. And that's a wrap for this episode. Oh, my God. We did it. Thank you for being on the show, Eric. Yeah. Thank you for being on the show, Noah. (laughs) Yeah, no one ever thanks you, Noah. Very cool. (laughs) Oh, no problem. Let's just use it one more time. One more time. To be a villain, <laughs> to be a villain, because you know if you're, le- hey, hey, I'm just guys, I'm not telling you 
to kind of convince you to go on to the villain side because it's so much better. But if you're Lex Luthor, if if, if me- your mentor is Lex Luthor, right, you get to infect college students with uh, parasitic mutagen that turns them into ravaging monsters. Would you not like to do that way more than tickling some monkeys or whatever you do with Superman's side? <laughs> stupid. So, yeah, just think about it, okay, guys? I love you. Bye-bye.